In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good to see all of you here. Today we have an amazing saint, St. Paraskevi. And of course, everyone in our parish knows that name. But St. Paraskevi is an amazing saint. If you don't know much about her, learn about her. The weekly bulletin has a description of her life. But really, the way that we get to know saints is by praying to them. So pray to St. Paraskevi. She was martyred in 140, 140, just decades after the apostles. St. Paraskevi is the one holding the icon on the left side of the church. And there are so many miracles that are attributed to St. Paraskevi. She's a very active saint even to this day. If you don't believe me, go and do a Google search on miracles of St. Paraskevi. You can read about them. She is one of the most revered saints in our church, and her name is very common in Orthodox lands, in both the Greek lands, Greek-speaking lands, and also in the, the Slavic lands as well. As you see by reading her story, she was relentless in her preaching of the gospel. She was like an apostle traveling around to different cities and preaching Christ. And so, of course, this brought her into trouble on numerous occasions. And under different rulers and different locations, she was tortured and abused. One in particular was the emperor himself, Antoninus Pius, who was not particularly against Christians. But if people brought complaints, which eventually came, then he would bring them before him. And so she was brought before him, and so he tried to talk to her and reason with her about why to believe in the pagan gods, and she wouldn't relent. And so he became more enraged, and finally he put her into a cauldron of boiling oil and pitch. Cauldron is a big metal pot that they put on fires, and they filled that with oil as a form of torture and placed her in there. And when she was in the... the the uh, cauldron, it didn't hurt her, didn't affect her at all. And she splashed some of the oil upon the emperor, and it burned him and, and uh, blinded him temporarily. And he cried out in pain and asked for healing, and she healed him. And this is how we know her to be one who is especially effective in praying for maladies of the eye. And so in this miracle... In many of her icons, she's shown uh, holding a pair of eyes, and that's why, to remind us of this miracle. And so he let her go, and for the rest of his time as emperor, the Christians were not persecuted. But she traveled around more, and she was further persecuted, and eventually she was beheaded. But that cauldron reminded me of our, our present days here. Our life sometimes feels like we're in a cauldron of boiling oil. I know parents definitely feel this all the time. They might ask, who keeps turning up the heat? Why does it keep getting harder and harder? But all of our lives are experiencing that right now. Previously, I've described this time under the pandemic as a time of things being more restricted, more tightened in. But you could also think of it in terms of being stuck in a pot of boiling oil or oil that is just room temperature and just getting warmer and warmer and warmer. 
For St. Paraskevi, the cauldron was not hot. It was described even as a cool, refreshing bath. And this is why the emperor drew near, because he was wondering, how is this? Isn't this, isn't it heated up? And that reminded me of the three youths in the furnace in Babylon. As we recall, the three youths were unwavering in their proclamation of, of the one true God. And so King Nebuchadnezzar had them placed into the furnace, heated past its ability, and they were within that fire, and others around the fire were being burned and singed. And it says in Daniel 3.50, the angel made the inside of the furnace to be as though a dew-laden breeze were blowing through it, so the fire did not touch them at all. And when they came out of the fire, and King Nebuchadnezzar repented of his evil and proclaimed this same God, they said that they didn't even smell of fire. They had no signs of burn at all and didn't even smell of the fire. If only the cauldron, the furnace of our own lives, was cool and refreshing, wouldn't that be nice? The struggles that we experienced were no longer struggles, like St. Potiskevi, like so many martyrs that we hear, where as they endure these martyrdoms, they're unaffected or they're healed. So there is a clue as to how this can happen in our own lives, and the clue is inside her own name. You may know some Greek, and you may know that her name means Friday. For those of you who remember His Girl Friday, that old Cary Grant movie, I always think of that, naming someone Friday. But it's not quite that her name is Friday, because Paraskevi, Friday, in Greek, has more meaning. Our own uh, days of the week, you may know, they all have meaning as well. We forget about that. That Tuesday is the god Tiu, a, a Germanic god of war. Thursday is Thor's day. Friday is for the goddess Frigga, which is also a Germanic god. So all of our days of the week are off of pagan ancient gods and other religions. In Greek, the days are sanctified by the faith. Sunday is Kyriaki, the Lord's Day. You know what the day after Sunday is called? The second day. Because what's important? The Lord's Day. You know what Tuesday is called? The third day. Wednesday, the fourth day. Thursday, the fifth day. Friday, no, not the sixth day. Friday means preparation. Paraskevi means preparation. Because why? Because Saturday is still called the Sabbath in Greek. So Friday is the day of preparation for the Sabbath. So her name actually means preparation. It does also mean Friday as well. Many of us, I speak for myself, were not prepared for this life under COVID. I'm not talking about toilet paper supplies and masks and that kind of thing. I'm talking about the spiritual preparation. We weren't prepared. I don't think any of us were prepared prepared for the spiritual warfare that the coronavirus has instigated. We continue even now to be swept away by judgment of others, by anger, by frustration. We keep hoping for the way things were and robbing ourselves of the precious time, the time in which we could join ourselves to Christ despite all of the circumstances around us. This time under COVID is our cross, St. Paisios has some wonderful things to say about 
our cross, which is given to us by God. He says, The good God provides each of us with a cross to bear, analogous to the strength of each, not to punish us, but to enable us to climb from that cross to heaven, because in essence the cross is a ladder to heaven. Once we realize what a treasure we gather through the pain of our own tribulations, we won't grumble and complain any longer, but will instead praise God by bearing the small cross he has granted us. This time is our cross. We have many crosses in our lives. The crosses of our parenting, the cross of our work, the cross of whatever it may be, physical maladies, spiritual maladies, and struggles that we continue to fight against. But the cross is what God gives us to prepare us for eternal life. So we can take comfort because if we weren't prepared for the trials that have arisen, if we weren't prepared for those, that's okay because the trial itself is the preparation. So it's not too late. Right now is the preparation. We've already entered it. We've already squandered our time by not doing the things that are preparing us. Yes, if we were more holy, we could have been prepared for these difficult days, in which case the cauldron would feel like a refreshing bath, or the fire would have a dew-laden breeze, but that's not us. That's not what we're experiencing. So, however, God in his love has allowed for these times precisely so that we can become prepared. Prepared for what? Eternal life. St. Paisios even says, every tribulation is a gift from God. Wow. Just ponder on that. Every tribulation is a gift from God. Trials are a sign of God's love. Trials are our own paraskevi, our own preparation. St. Paisios says in another place, With trials, the good God, like a good father, teaches and corrects his children out of love, out of divine goodness, and not out of malice or out of worldly legalistic justice. We need to ponder on that a little bit. It's not out of God's legalism that we get trials because we were bad and this is our punishment. It's not that we have trials because God is envious and he wants to cause us evil. We have trials because of God's love and also the, the devil's envy. But this is where God works. Despite the devil's envy and all of his work in the world, God continues to work out of his love because this is the only mode out of which God works. And I'll continue the quote. Because he wants his children to return to and the opportunity to fight to struggle, and to pass the examinations and patience by enduring pain. He provides, he, sorry, God is not interested in this life as much as he is in the other eternal life. He first provides us with the means to gain the other life and afterwards for this life. So often we have that backwards. So often we're worried about caring for this life and then, oh, by the way, I have this other life that I'm also to be pursuing as a Christian. For God, it's the other way around. 
He sees the big picture when we don't. For those of you who are parents, you know what this means. We see the big picture sometimes that our children don't. Sometimes we don't, and sometimes we're wrong. But many times we see the bigger picture. And this is what God, in his infinite wisdom, sees far, far more. He wants us saved. And so he is going to do whatever it takes to get us saved. And if that means that we need to be woken from our stupor by trials and tribulations, then this is what we have. A life without trials, a life without struggles, is a life of stagnation. Let's be honest, the present time reveals this in us. How much were we caught unawares by what has arisen around us? Spiritually, I'm speaking. How much did anger just flare up, or judgment, or fear, or anxiety just flare right up? Why? Because we had kind of a steady spiritual life. And a steady spiritual life is stagnation. And now we're being enjoined to fight, fight for what we truly desire. What do we desire? If we don't have our eyes on eternal life, then we're looking in the wrong direction. And so God, in his immense love, he desires to bring us out of the spiritual stupor and out of the stagnation into a transformation, a healing. And yes, he does this by trials. Because a life of ease brings us stagnation, and trials and tribulations bring us transformation. And this is what we desperately need. I'll quote one last time from St. Paisios. Our God is not Baal, or you could say our God is not Zeus, or our God is not Ra, the sun god. He is the God of love. He is a father who sees the suffering of his children from various temptations and the tribulations they go through. He will reward us as long as we can be patient during short martyred people follow them, and if they don't, to punish them. This is not our God. This is what St. Paisios is saying. He's saying that we are his children and he desires to free us from all of the struggling. So if we can endure this short martyrdom of our life, because our life is very short, then we can receive the great and true and lasting peace. God looks closely at the tribulations of his children and gives them consolation as a good father. After all, do you think that God wants to see his children suffering? He is aware of all the tribulations, all of the tears, and later he compensates. Only God provides true consolation during sorrows. Ultimately, we are preparing, just like St. Paraskevi, we're not preparing for trials and tribulations, but we are preparing for rest. We're preparing for eternal rest, that limitless eternal life. And rest is that word that we hear so often in all of the prayers for the departed. Grant them rest. They're in that place of eternal rest. Just ponder on that for a moment. That's the time when there are no more struggles. That's the time when there is no more strife, the time when there is no more division. That is the rest that we seek. Where there is no pain, sorrow, or suffering, as the prayers in the funeral service and the Trisagian service say. Rest is the end of struggle. This is what we're preparing for in earnest. 
And certainly if we prepare enough in this life, we can get a taste of it in this life, where even in the midst of martyrdom, St. Paraskevi was experiencing rest. But if not, these trials will lead us to that, if we can patiently endure. So this is our message today from St. Paraskevi. Prepare. It's never too late because you're all still breathing and living. So it's not too late yet. It will be, but not yet. As long as it's not too late, we have time to prepare, time to endure, time to patiently endure. And through that, through this trial, we will be transformed. We will become something far greater than what we were at the beginning of this. And this is all by God's grace and mercy and love. Amen.